The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. This month marks the 50th anniversary of the federal law that banned sex discrimination in education. Whitney Evans takes a look at one pivotal Title IX case that changed the course of girls' sports in Virginia. As a freshman at Nansemond River High School in Suffolk, Ashley Heberling's passion for field hockey was rivaled only by her love of tennis. So she was heartbroken to learn the school would upend her plans to play both in the upcoming school year. It was 1997 and the Virginia High School League moved girls sports at Nansemond to non-traditional seasons, making it impossible for girls to play multiple sports. Heberling was forced to choose field hockey over tennis. Meanwhile, the boys' program remained unchanged. Heberling's dad, Kevin Alston, was incensed by the inequity. If she just has to give up a sport for no reason, I can't live with that. He sued the league on behalf of the girls for violating Title IX, knowing full well it could drag on beyond his daughter's high school career. If she makes a sacrifice to help others, I can live with it. Heberling was also willing to take the risk. If it's not going to affect me, I'm fine with that. I just want it to be corrected for all females going forward. And that's exactly what happened. Heberling graduated in 1999. The following year, a federal court ruled Virginia high schools can no longer force girls to play in non-traditional seasons. Heberling went on to play college field hockey and became a conference champion in doubles and singles tennis. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Data from the University of Virginia shows that roughly 10% of people charged with assaulting a police officer have a history of mental illness. According to the Virginia Mercury, these individuals spent nearly 16 days longer in jail on average than people without a history of mental health problems. Anna Mendez, the director of a mental health nonprofit in Charlottesville, finds this especially problematic as many of the assaults in question are extremely minor. Based on this evidence, UVA researchers think lawmakers should consider looking into potential reforms. The Hanover County School Board narrowly voted to keep the book A Place Inside of Me, a poem to heal the heart on elementary library shelves following a parent complaint. The vote followed a recommendation from the district's Instruction Review Committee to keep the book in school libraries, but not in any lesson plans. Megan Pauley reports. The book by author Zeta Elliott is a poem about the wide range of human emotions from fear to joy and was awarded the 2021 Caldecott Medal for accompanying illustrations that depict a young boy's response to a police-involved shooting in his community. Hanover County community members like Dottie Walsh spoke during the school board meeting urging board members to keep the book on district shelves. I am a daughter of a South Carolina State Police Highway Trooper in the 1950s and I approve this book as a book about feelings we all experience in life, young and old, and have inside of us, all of us. Still, three Hanover board members voiced their opposition, in part because of Black Lives Matter imagery they said was political. Megan Pauley, VPM News. 
Norfolk's finally breaking ground on a memorial recognizing the end of the city's massive resistance to school integration. Ryan Murphy from partner station WHRO has more on the project. The wall of brick and glass is meant to evoke the idea of breaking down barriers. It'll include a 44-entry timeline that tracks the history of Norfolk's public schools and the segregationist efforts to halt racial integration. It'll also include the human tale of the Norfolk 17. Those were the black students who endured harassment and abuse to become the first to learn alongside their white peers in 1959. Karen Rudd oversees public art for Norfolk. And I think it's the right mix of um, telling the story and making people feel compassionate about where we've been. Rudd says the project is expected to be installed and dedicated before the end of the year. It'll be located in Flatiron Park on Granby Street. The project has been a perennial discussion point for Norfolk City Council, popping up every couple of years only to be laid aside over some issue. Retiring Councilman Paul Riddick says city officials have discussed the commemoration since at least 1990. He says he's glad they never gave up on the idea. That was Ryan Murphy reporting. Let's build together. That's what the Lego Group intends to do in Chesterfield County. As VPM News intern Catherine DeRosa reports, Governor Glenn Youngkin announced the new factory yesterday. Through its $1 billion investment, the Lego Group is expecting to bring more than 1,700 new jobs to the area over the next 10 years. Construction will be completed on the factory by 2025. Company officials say the new factory will be carbon neutral, meaning all energy used by the building will be balanced by on-site renewable energy resources. The Chesterfield location will be the LEGO Group's seventh factory in the world and second in the Americas. Catherine DeRosa, VPM News. Some of these stories were produced with assistance from the Public Media Journalists Association Editor Corps, funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.